holy is the Lord. In other words, he's different than everybody else. He's kind of set aside. (laughs) And we are holy to the Lord. Hebrews chapter 3, verse 1. Hebrews chapter 3, verse 1. Wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the holy calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our profession. Or literally, the Greek says confession, homologeo. In other words, to say the same thing as the word of God. Uh, How can two walk together except they be in agreement? And confession is to say the same thing as God says when we're talking about biblical confession. In other words, uh, it's not just confessing your sins, although if we uh, are as believers, if we sin, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. As a non-believer, we just uh, confess Jesus as Lord and believe that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. Hallelujah. But as a believer, if we sin, John actually says, if we sin, there's an expectation that we shouldn't be sinning. It shouldn't be like a lifestyle for us. It should occasionally slip up on us. Uh, We didn't intend to do that or we got uh, uh, less sleep than what we were supposed to have and and did all this extra stuff and we thought that's not a big deal and all of a sudden we just slip into something. Well, if that happens, we have an advocate with God, Jesus Christ the righteous. And he is pleading our case, and he actually has already brought the evidence of uh, that you're not guilty. His own precious blood into the heavenly holy of holies. And that blood is on the altar today in the heavenly holies of holies, and it is still speaking. The blood of Jesus still speaks today, and what it says is it says, you're not guilty. I'm not holding that against you. You think, well, I couldn't do good enough. I didn't. I should have done more. I should have done this. I should have read more. I should have prayed more. But God looks at you according to the blood of Jesus if you come with the blood of Jesus. But if you come with your own works, your own righteousness, in other words, Lord, look what I have done, and I've worked hard, and I have done this, and I made this happen, I made that happen, and you know, because I serve you so much, and because I give so much money, then I know that you hear my prayer. No, No, actually, the Bible says then, uh, you spoke thus and with yourself. And if someone else heard you, then you have your full reward. (laughs) What's the one? The one that went away justified was the one that Jesus said was a sinner who said, Lord, have mercy on me. What does that mean? Well, like I said, you're not a sinner. You're a saint if you're born again. Well, this this man couldn't even be born again because Jesus had not died and taken his sin, his iniquity on him and risen from the dead and become the firstborn of a new species of being. He's like the forerunner for every believer. Jesus gave an example that we should follow. Like he burst out uh, a brand new recreated human after he rose from the dead. A divine human, of course. But Jesus rose from the dead He's like divinity with a touch of humanity. We're humanity with a touch of divinity. Do you understand? Jesus is Lord. So he rose from the dead, and when he rose from the dead, he rose with his, excuse me, with your victory in his hand. In other words, he rose with your life from the dead in his hand. He rose victorious over hell itself. 
over the power of the enemy to hold you in bondage and to keep you from the kingdom of God and from the life of God. And so, and then when you receive him, you actually receive his life. Zoe, John calls it, which is the life of God and the nature of God. So not only do you have a life source that is from someplace beyond this world that works within you, but you actually have a nature called the love of God that is flowing in you and through you because the Holy Spirit has poured it into you. In other words, it really comes with him because he is love. Just an overwhelming flood. So, wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider... In other words, think about and put it up before your mind. Meditate on the apostle and high priest of your confession or your your profession or your confession. Well, what is your confession? Because what does the high priest do? He takes what he had from the people and brings it to God. So what are you enabling him to bring to the Father? What is your confession? What is your declaration? Because uh, if you don't have something that the word of God says is yours, it's because you have not believed it and spoken it. Actually, uh, Dad Hagen said, and it's so true, that the door to the supernatural swings on two hinges, believing and speaking. That we believe, uh, uh, Romans 10 verse 8, therefore we speak. I have believed, therefore have I spoken. So you might check if you're not speaking the word of God, maybe what you're believing is not the word of God. Or maybe you're not believing. Maybe you're just reasoning it out. Maybe you just read it and said, okay, like like a demon. They believe that God raised Jesus from the dead. Did you know that? And they tremble at at the fact. But with the heart... Man believes, and with the mouth, confession is made unto. Or with the heart, man believes, and with the mouth, we say the same thing as what God said. God said, let there be light, and there was light. In other words, God is the God of faith. Mark eleven twenty two, Jesus said, have faith in God. Oh, or, you know, I like to do it in the Greek because it kind of gets you off your, your uh, religious thinking. Like I heard the word faith, like what, are you a person of faith? Are you, okay, okay, that's all probably true. Pistis, have pistis in God. What is pistis? Pistis is believing in God, but it's not just believing in God. Uh, it's in its very essence, if you look it up in the dictionary, especially that 10 volume one I have, the Kittle, then it actually means that it is a complete surrender of self-confidence, anxiety, and self-will in the ways of the world. And it's, you completely turn from that, release that, and a complete turning and looking unto Jesus. So in other words, I can't make this happen I can't have confidence in myself. Uh, Jesus, as we just read in Hebrews chapter 3, verse 1, uh, consider the apostle and high priest of our confession. 
So we're not to like consider ourselves, but we're con- to consider Jesus. So we take self-confidence and anxiety. What's anxiety? Well, it's worry and fear. And uh, we were talking about a little bit about this before the service. And uh, Dave, Dave said rightly, you know, worry is seeing your future without God in it. Do you ever realize that you start to worry like, well, what's going to happen? You know, financially, a lot of people are hit. So you're kind of like, how am I going to pay for this? Oh, what's going to happen? Well, what are you seeing? So you're going along. Everything's going fine. Something breaks on your, your vehicle, say, or something like that. And you're like, you just got everything flowing financially. And it's going, going, going. And all of a sudden, uh, this thing breaks. And that is not in the budget. Well, that's a really quick indicator of how you respond where is your faith? So do you look to God or do you look to your own ability to pay for that? You are a child of the living God. He will take care of you. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse. I'll rebuke the devourer for your sakes. Every other time, you know, we're actually told to rebuke the devourer for our sakes but on our own. But he said like there, I'll rebuke the devourer for you. You're going to do that. I'll multiply your seed sown. And don't get me wrong, if I see the devil like attacking the finances, I still rebuke him too. (laughs) I do like a double rebuke. But the point is, and you know, uh, uh, I'm going to turn over just real quick, uh, Romans chapter 4. I love this passage concerning faith, talking about Abraham. As it's written, I have made you the father of many nations before him whom he believed. That is before God whom Abraham believed. Uh, who quickens the dead and calls those things which be not as though they were. Somebody said, I feel like I'd be lying to say that I'm healed because I don't feel healed. No. Uh, The fact is that your body is not healed at the moment, but the truth is you are healed. The reality. Jesus said, I'm going to go away and don't get concerned about it because it's going to be better for you that I go away because if I don't go away, the comforter can't come um, who is the spirit of truth or literally, if you look that up, he is the spirit of reality. He takes the things of God and makes them real to you in your life. So, who against hope believed in hope that he might be the father of many nations according to that which was spoken so shall your seed be and being not weak in faith he considered not his own body now dead i said last week you know one translation actually says having considered he considered not in other words so if you got like this unexpected financial thing in that example that we're talking about having considered he considered not so just because you're like, you might be like utter out of your mouth, oh Lord, how am I going to pay for this? You say, oh Lord, I'm looking to you. I'm expecting you to take care of me. In other words, you just correct it right away. You just don't get like down on yourself like this, that, or whatever. You, uh, you know, you are a three-part being. You are a spirit. You have a soul, which is your mind, your will, your emotions, and you live in a body. Now, if you stop drinking water, you'll die. Probably within, what, four days or something? I don't know. It depends, on, I guess, how much capacity you have at the moment. But in other words, not very long. You stop eating, eventually you'll die. Longer than, you can go longer than not eating, but, I mean, excuse me, not drinking. In other words, you have a natural body, and you're to glorify God with your body. So you're a three-part being. So Jesus, he wept at the tomb of Lazarus. 
he was touched. It touched his heart. It touched his emotions. So just because you have an emotional reaction, you know, Elijah said, I wish I was dead. Yet he ran away (laughs) and hid. So that was not his uh, belief. He spoke that out of, well, because prophets many times are uh, emotional anyhow. And anyhow, he spoke that out of... um, uh, uh, desperation. desperation. Yeah, he, well, frustration. He's like, Lord, don't you understand? Like, I'm the only one serving you, and you know, everybody else is doing their own thing, and I'm the only one that's godly, and I'm the only one doing this. And the, the Lord said, uh, I haven't written this yet, but it will be written in the new covenant, which says, the prophesy in part, you know in part. <laughs> in other words, there's a lot you don't know. But that's where faith comes in, isn't it? Because yeah. yes. when we're not operating in faith, we're looking at what we know and what we can do and what our family can do and what our boss can do. We're looking to man. But faith, Jesus said, you, you want to see the supernatural? You see that fig tree, that words affected the life of that fig tree? Words changed the natural Jesus said, Mark eleven twenty two, 22, have faith in God. Lay hold, one translation says, on God's faithfulness. In other words, don't try to do this because you're so consistent and you're so disciplined, although you should be consistent and you should be disciplined. But if that is what you are relying on, it's actually filthy rags. That's self-righteousness. So Jesus said, have faith in God or grab hold of the very faith of God. Who, for verily I say to you that whosoever will say to this mountain, in other words, you have a mountain in your life, maybe that example, the mountain of financial need, that whoever will say to this mountain, and that actually isn't like, um, well, mountain, it would be nice if you would just move out of the way. No, that is the Greek word epo, which means a command. It makes me think of, you know, Smith, Smith Wigglesworth, if you've never read after him, he's got a, a ton of stuff online, you know. But, uh, you know, recorded, there's 13 people raised from the dead, and a guy that worked with him said he actually saw 23 people raised from the dead under his ministry. So he might be somebody you want to pay attention to. And so, so um, you know, Smith Wigglesworth talking about the mountain. Uh, For verily I say unto you that whosoever will say to this mountain, be removed, this mountain in your life, it's like a command. And so he said, I I saw this lady uh, going at the bus stop and she she had a little, I call them, I don't want to offend anybody, like a little whimper dog, you know, (laughs) or a yappy dog or something. (laughs) I have a friend that has one, they're real cute, so I'm not saying I don't like them. I just don't like them to bite me. When the tractor supply like four months ago and their kids out front selling cookies or something like that and their little dog came and bit me on the leg. <laughs> I said to the tractor supply guy, I said, uh, a dog just bit me. <laughs> it hurt too. Anyhow, I just said, well, I claim immunity in Jesus' name. <laughs> and so, um, um, I get myself off there. 
And so it's the command. So this woman's dog is there, and the bus comes. And she says, oh, go home, honey, go home, honey. And the dog is still following her, still following her. And um, so she goes and gets a little closer to get on the bus and go home, go home. Well, then she has to go because the bus is going to leave, and she's getting on the bus. And she said, go home. And that little thing put his tail between his legs and... He said, that's exactly how you have to do the devil. In other words, she gave a command. Up till then, it was a suggestion. But she, she, she knew, you know, like, and that's where, that's where so many times we make a big mistake. Because, well, I, it's just a little sniffle. It's not a big deal. But then that little sniffle gets a little worse, a little worse. Well, I can handle that. But then it comes to a point where No. That's why you find sometimes you can find yourself or other people or whatever where it's finally come to this. We better pray. <laughs> why? Because, well, I'm just handling it to here. You know, one of the best lifestyle choices you could make is to rely on God at all times in all things. And probably especially the things you don't think you need to. I mean, we could all be saved from a thousand and one mistakes, so to speak, <laughs> if we just be led by the Spirit of God. He, he, he's right on the inside of us prompting you witnessing with your own spirit uh, don't go that way go that way he, he'll, he'll direct you in the big things and the little things of life you really cannot separate walking by faith from being led by the spirit of God because faith is in the person of God and the Lord Jesus Christ Hebrews 11 one says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. There's something about stepping out in faith, and you have that solid ground that you cannot see and you cannot feel, but you have the witness on the inside because you believe that, I don't know, there's nothing else in life that compares to that. That you're like, whew, this is solid. And it's just so satisfying when you can't even see it. Not that you don't want to see it, because you do want to see it. But you're like, ah, wherefore, sirs, I believe God. It looks like the ship is sinking, Paul said. It looks like we're going under. It looks like we're all going to die. But an angel of the God whose I am and whom I serve. In other words, I am God's child. And because I'm God's child, that means he's my father. And he, if your earthly father knows how to do good things for the earthly children, if you can know how to do that, even as just an earthly father, how much more shall your father in heaven do good things for them that what? Ask him. He's brought us into his family. And I think I'm so thankful that I'm a father. I'm so thankful for my children, even when it's tough and a lot of work, which is many times. <laughs> but it gives you such a perspective that you're just like, you know, that you just, you want to help those children with everything that you have. And, you know, I pray for my children and I, you know, um, teach them to pray and I pray with my children and, you know, in the word and helping them to grow and, you know, the greatest foundation you could possibly have because there is life in the word of God. Yes. And I think, well, if I, if I know how to take good care of my children, how much more 
does my father and does their heavenly father, because thank God my children at young ages are already, they're all born again. They are all filled with the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. And Joel, I went to Brother Copeland's meeting. He was just here, and I apologize. I forgot to announce it last Sunday, but um, so many events around here in the D.C. area. But Joel wanted to go with me, uh, so uh, he went with me, my youngest. (laughs) So we get there. We were like 10 minutes late or something. So when we get there, they're singing, so he just jumps up, and he starts praising the Lord, you know. And uh, because when I pray, one of the scriptures that I normally end up praying is um, I will lift up my hands in your name in Psalms. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be on my lips. Anyhow, and so, uh, so he was down praying with me one time and he heard me say that and all of a sudden he just shot up. So he's like, what? Because I walk and pray. He's like going like this and praise the Lord, praise the Lord. So we get there. The service gets going during the offering and then also during the main message and Brother Copeland get up and he'd say, Hallelujah. And Joel, we're sitting on the front row, a back section, but on the front row. <laughs> and so he's sitting there. Brother Coleman say, hallelujah. And he'd jump up and he'd, hallelujah. <laughs> he'd sit back down. <laughs> hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's a, there's a guy that, I guess, if you were here when... Pastor Mark Hankins was here in the summer with us, and um, there's a guy named Cornelius, and I met him for the first time, actually the first time he ever came to America last uh, September, not this September, this year, but September 2017, and uh, he was at a meeting I was at, and um, he came, and they did an interview with him, and um, do you remember what that average yearly wage is there? I think it was like $500 or something, average yearly wage. Uh, his house has a dirt floor, was it? Yeah, from Papua New Guinea, sorry. Yeah, Papua New Guinea. Brother Cornelius is his name. And so uh, Pastor Mark had gone over there for the first time. And uh, anyhow, so he came over then to Pastor Mark's place at a meeting, and they interviewed him. And he, uh, it's on that video. And um, he said, you know what we do? We just get up and we say, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's sitting down before this. He stood up. Hallelujah. 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 Jesus is Lord. And he sat down. He said, and that's how we do that. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, uh, Wigglesworth even said, uh, if you've lost your shout, you're not going to have the power of God. You have to know how to shout. And sometimes you just have to lift your voice. Sometimes you just have to say, Jesus is Lord. Hallelujah. The, the, the circumstance overwhelms your mind, overwhelms your emotions. You know, that is time to declare that Jesus is Lord. You know, the declaration, your declaration, your confession that Jesus is Lord, uh, uh, Romans chapter 10, that is how you get into the kingdom, but that is the great confession that you're to continue your whole kingdom life. That Jesus is Lord. In other words, the power of the resurrection is in your confession of the gospel. And so when I told you the story about my daughter, you know, the same thing happened to me because I injured my head in, when I, in the fall, in the January. And so I said the same thing. You know, uh, 
And I said, well, I believe God raised Jesus from the dead. And when he rose from the dead, he rose with healing for my brain. Mm -hmm. So I declare Jesus is Lord. So therefore, I say my brain is healed, my head is healed, and every fiber that holds my brain in place is healed. My declaration of the gospel. Why? I am not ashamed of the gospel, Romans 1.16, for it is the power of God unto salvation to him that believes. For in the gospel, a righteousness from God is revealed, what? From faith leading to faith, or from faith to faith. From trusting God, leading to more trusting in God. So I trusted in God first of all, and now I've been made a new creature in Christ Jesus. Old things have passed away. Look, everything is brand new. It's a new day. Hallelujah. Every morning for a believer is a new day. His mercies are new every morning. Every morning. Woo, you cannot exhaust his mercy. You cannot exhaust his grace. Hallelujah. T.L. Osborne, in paraphrasing that dictionary, talking about the gospel, said the message of Christ is the power of God, which is the power of salvation. The power of God in the gospel is proven as God delivers people from the power of darkness and translates them into the kingdom of his dear son. Gospel is not an empty word. It is grounded in the divine act of deliverance from the rule of Satan. And that deliverance, listen to this, it's not an empty word, grounded in the divine act of deliverance from the rule of Satan. And that deliverance becomes fact by the preaching of the gospel. In other words, you are proclaiming it. In other words, for my daughter, I I said, Evie, Do you believe that Jesus is Lord? Well, yes. She looked at me kind of funny. Well, yes, Daddy. And I said, and do you believe that God raised him from the dead? And she said, yes. And I said, then the same power that God worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead, he's going to work in you right now according to your words. Do you understand? Her confession of what she believed brought that that gospel event, the resurrection power of God, on the scene. So, you know, we just had a, we just had a, uh, hallelujah, what is that? A party at Andrew and Bethany's house a month, however long ago. There's a lady I never met, and I don't recall her name, but Bonita, Bonita, huh? Bonita. And so she came and, man, she needed to minister to, you know, Jesus saw uh, sheep scattered as sheep without a shepherd, you know. So I'm talking with her and she's asking all these questions and, man, she knows the scriptures. So this scripture, this scripture, this scripture. She knows all these scriptures. So uh, I'm just trying to get her around to this because she said she needed, uh, she had healing one arm. Her shoulder was messed up so her arm was shorter than the other, all this type of stuff. So anyhow, uh, we ministered for a while and we talked with her and, um, then I said, well, same thing to her. I said, you believe Jesus is Lord? Well, yeah. You believe God raised him from the dead? Yeah. Well, the same power that raised him from the dead is going to work in your body right now, right? So we pray, and uh, she's kind of there. Well, then, like we said last week, when Paul perceived that the crippled man had faith to be healed, but he was not healed, but he had faith to be healed, he said, what? Stand up right on your feet. So I said, what about your arm? And she, so I said, I said put, put it out. And you could see. It was like, well, it was that arm. So it was like that. Sorry. It was like that. 
not that drastic, I'm doing it so you can see. And so I just said, uh, arm you grow out in the name of Jesus. And you watch it just went like that. Because the same power, do you understand like her injury, Jesus took to the grave and conquered it and rose victorious over it. So the power of the, uh, the, the power of God is in the power of the gospel. And the power of the gospel is I am not ashamed of the gospel. I'm not ashamed to declare the gospel. You understand? Like if you're going to come in contact with the power of the gospel, you're going to declare the gospel. That when God raised Jesus from the dead, you were there with him. God raised you when he raised Jesus. So the resurrection of Jesus was not like the resurrection of Lazarus, except for the fact that a body came back to life. But what Jesus came back with was all humanity and dominion over every thing of the earth in his hand. The keys of death, hell, and the grave. So Jesus rose with that. And that is the gospel message. And the gospel message is good news. In other words, it is, gospel actually means someone came, or excuse me, e, 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 uh, uh, I don't know how to say that word, an evangel, evangelism. Um, I forget that one word. So that an evangel is one that comes declaring news from the battlefield, but he's coming declaring good news. And so when you evangelize or when you tell the gospel message, you are bearing the ultimate good news from the ultimate battlefield of all time that on that battlefield, I'm, I'm coming to tell you, guess what happened? Like there's, there's a news headline. People last week, are, they want to you know, see the, well, I, I went to bed early, so I had to look and see the election results the next morning. Right? Well, you just want to see, like, what are the results? Well, this is like the results of the ultimate battle. That the news media still tries to distort. (laughs) (laughs) Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The preaching of the gospel is the continuation of the saving activity of Christ. Therefore, the proclaimers of the gospel are the continuators of Christ's ministry. They stand in the place of Jesus and are as he is. In other words, Jesus rose from the dead, and in your saying that, because you believe that, uh, you'll see resurrection power. Not because you feel it. Do you understand? I'm not moved by what I feel. I'm not moved by what I see. God called those things which be not as though they were. So you just let the facts be the facts. They'll take care of themselves. You declare the truth, the reality of the word of God. Those facts are subject to change. Anything in the natural world is subject to change. But the word of God will never change. And the word of God is the most solid ground that you could ever have to step out on anything. And if you're standing on the word, you will not go down. Because the word is more stable than what you see around you. Hallelujah. In the beginning was the word. 
and the word was with God, and the word was God. Hallelujah. Stand with me. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word, that your word is life to us and health to all of our flesh. Father, we receive your words gladly. Father, I pray, Father, that we won't be uh, those that forget what you have uh, shown us by your spirit from your word today, but Father, we be doers of your word, and we, we'd put it into practice right away, and Father, that we don't let one thing slip that you're showing us and that you're revealing to us, that you, Father, are the ultimate teacher, and that you teach us all things, and you direct our paths, that our paths are directed by you, that we're not wandering, 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 and wondering, but Father, that we have a positive, sure footing, uh, that you have given us a large place to step on, a large place to walk in, that you've taken us from a small place into a large place, that we are well able to possess the land. Oh, Father, hallelujah. Oh, you're a good Father. All of your ways, all of your thoughts. Father, we thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Hallelujah. 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 Every head bowed with every, every head bowed and every eye closed if you're here this morning and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Jesus loves you with a love that you if you've never experienced that love, it'll blow your mind. Jesus loves you. He died for you. He has uh, actually already made you right with God. He just asks you to accept it. Now, that's not something you could come up with or you could make happen on your own. You, in other words, you don't clean yourself up to come to God. You can't. Jesus already did it. If you're here this morning and you don't know Jesus Christ, you've never received him, uh, and you'd like to, slip up your hand. I'd love to pray with you and for you so that your life, you'll be a new creature just like that. Change from the inside out. And then that change affects your whole life. If that's you, you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, just slip up your hand if you'd like to. If you're here this morning, you did know the Lord, but you have slidden back into the things of the world and you're not living for the Lord and you'd like to come back. Come back into the house of the Father. He loves you so much. If that's you, uh, just slip up your hand and we'll pray with you and for you. When you're, when you're away from the Lord, it seems so distant, it seems so far, but that's actually just a lie of the devil. You're just, you're just one breath away from righteousness consciousness, that you're conscious that God loves me and he favors me and he's got me on his mind. If you're here this morning and you've never been filled with the Holy Spirit, uh, with the evidence of speaking in other tongues, there is this experience after you're born again called the baptism of the Holy Spirit where you receive power after he has come on you. Power to live as a witness and power to declare as a witness that, that your tongue actually becomes yielded to him so you speak things that even your mind doesn't know what you're saying. <laughs> Divine mysteries and secrets. If you'd like to be filled with the Spirit, uh, slip up your hand and we'll pray with you and for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Well, Heavenly Father, we love you. We love you. We love you. Hallelujah. We're just going to wait just a second. It seems like there might be a little something else. And let's just worship the Lord for a second. So, Father, Father. Oh, hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you for a spirit of seeing and knowing. 
Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So you shall walk in the path of God with the light of the word, putting light before your steps as you look unto him that is within and as you feed your own spirits on my word. You'll walk in the path of glory and you'll walk in the path of light. So don't look down and say, why am I coming over here and why am I going this way and get stuck in the why and stuck in those things that your natural thinking would try to reason out in order to grab hold of and comprehend. But look unto him that is within you. Look in your own spirit and you'll see the voice of the Lord and the witness of the Lord even in your spirit with your own spirit. And I will lead and I will guide and I will show. If you look unto me through my word and my presence, you'll find there's the answer waiting right there for you. It's not you waiting on me, but I have been waiting on you. And so as you walk in that way, in my ways, you'll find there is great, great peace that surrounds you even like a shield. And that peace will will stand guard over your mind and stand guard over your heart. And as you lift up the shield of faith, the darts that the enemy would try to send in your direction that are full of fire actually will not penetrate and will be bounced off and will not be able to overcome you and you'll not succumb to that again. Say, I'll not succumb to that again. Don't just sit there and say, oh, it's just happening. I don't understand these things and sit there full of wonder and full of why, but stop and say, I am a child of God. I am with the family of God. And he is my very own father. So he is my protection and he is my strength and he is my help and he is my light. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. So that you don't walk full of fear and you don't walk full of fright, but you walk full of power and full of might. That you walk with your head held high and your shoulders back. That you're not in fear of the future, but you actually say, give me this mountain. That you actually say, Lord, you've set a path before me and now in your power and your strength and by your anointing, I will enter in. I am not those who draw back unto sin, but I am those who enter in. I am those who do believe God and who do enter in. I am those who follow the leading of the spirit that is within. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Let's let's praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, Father, you are good and your mercy endures forever. Your mercies are new every morning. You are so good. All of your ways and all of your thoughts. Hallelujah. 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 I heard the word decision time. It's decision time. So it's decision time and you have to decide and you're wondering which way to go and what decision to make. Well, don't make a decision based on emotion and don't make a decision based on pressure for the enemy works through pressure to try to corner you and and force you into something that he would have for you, that his will and his plan is to destroy you and to steal you and even to kill those that are around you. But yield unto the Spirit of God for there is great peace wherever he leads and there is great uh, rest and refreshing even in the Holy Spirit. 
So stir yourself up to the things of God and to the word. And from that place, you make a decision. From that place, you can decide. And you can decide with the anointing of the Lord and the plan of God and the peace of God will be about you and will be upon your path. And it'll be like the blessing of the Lord that makes rich and adds no sorrow with it. It'll be like the blessing of the Lord that actually opens up the realm of the supernatural so that you go beyond what you could even think of or what you could come up with and you enter in to the realm of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 All right. Praise the Lord. Say this after me if, if you can agree with it in your heart. I'm not moved by what I see. I'm not moved by what I feel. I am moved by the word of God. When he speaks to me, I know his voice. I don't follow strange voices. But I follow his direction that he gives me from his word. And therefore I walk in light. I do not walk in darkness. And therefore I walk in the blessing. I do not walk under the curse. I'm not under the curse. Because Jesus set me free. For sickness I have health. For poverty I have wealth. For Jesus has ransomed me. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, that you have ransomed us. Father, we thank you for your words. Your words are like no other words. Father, thank you that your words come into our very core and, and affect our life and affect our affections, that our desires are set towards you, that we have set our face like a flint, that we will not be moved except by you and your word at your command. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Glory to you, glory to you. Hallelujah.